G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. A new book to draw attention to today, written by pastor and social justice campaigner Barbara Miller. It's a memoir exploring race relations and social change on Cape York Peninsula, centred on the community of Mapoon. The Mapoon Aborigines were forcibly moved from their land as far back as 1963 to make way for mining. Barbara Miller reflects on her time helping that Mapoon community move back in 1974 and even under quite significant opposition at the time that saw her at one point under house arrest. Well, in helping the Mapoon people return to their homeland, she found her home as part of an Aboriginal family. And Barbara's joining us to talk about her book. Hello, Barbara. Welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. Great to be with you. Barbara, this is your fourth book now. It's called White Woman, Black Heart, Journey Home to Old Mapoon, a Memoir. And there's a number of books in your series about Mapoon. Yes. I originally did collaborate with a Melbourne group called International Development Action to write three volumes and I was involved in editorial work on that. Uh, so that was in 1975. Uh, but this book that I have written now, it tells the behind-the-scenes story, uh, never before told really, of how it all occurred that the people were um, enabled to move back. Let's have a little, in a nutshell, account of the story, Barbara, from your memoir. What have you recounted about the significance of the move back to that community in 1974? Well, the thing is, the uh, the people of uh, Marpoon Mission, which had been set up by the Moravians in 1891 for the Presbyterian Church, it was the mother mission for a number of other missions at Weeper, Barracoon and Mornington Island. And so that particular mission was uh, reasonably uh, self-sufficient on hunting and gathering, but it did need some funding from the Queensland government. When the uh, Alcan and Camelco had mining leases there, the Queensland government sent uh, police in to remove the people from the community and uh, some of them were, were taken by force, virtually a mass kidnap um, on the boat Gallum up to a place called Hidden Valley um, near Bamaga and their houses burnt behind them so they wouldn't return. And that included the church, uh, which is has never been rebuilt, although the people would love to do that. Uh, it included the uh, the store, the school, the health clinic, etc. were all burnt down to discourage the people from moving back. Um, but they really did pine to move back um, to their land. And so when I got involved in 1974, um, I was able to help them um, move back. Uh, I was... Um, 
uh, involved with a group called International Development Action in Melbourne, which was a group of uh, Christians who uh, had a research in action group and wanted to uh, assist an Aboriginal community. And so various Aboriginal leaders directed toward the situation there at Weeper, Marpoon and Arakoon. Barbara, is this one of those times that for most Australians now, we'd look back and say this is one of those black spots uh, where the government forcibly removed an Aboriginal community, making way for mining, and uh, one of those that many of us would prefer never happened. Is that the way you recount the detail? Uh, Yes. um, Basically, it was an injustice that um, occurred. And I think, you know, as a uh, Christian, um, I know that uh, justice and righteousness are the foundations of God's throne. Um, It tells us that in Psalm 89, verse 14. And for Norman and I, my my husband, um, who is an Aboriginal pastor, and I, uh, we believe the Lord has given us um, a ministry in um, promoting um, God's justice and righteousness and promoting reconciliation. Um, obviously, we weren't together at the particular time when uh, when all of this um, occurred, but uh, I still worked from a Christian point of view um, at the time when I helped the people move back. Certainly draws attention, doesn't it, when you talk about the Presbyterian Church and the founding missionaries, Moravian missionaries, and the mission centres there in Weeper and uh, Arakoon, where there was a revival uh, just last year. Uh, but uh, to work in Mapoon, that's when missionaries uh, had real input. And then for Christian organisations and for Christian people to be helpful when there were difficult times, uh, it says volumes for the Christian influence in the North. Yes, it does. And look, although there has been some bad press about uh, missions because you know, the stolen generation of Aboriginal children and Marpoon was one of those places that children were um, taken um, from their families by the state government and and dumped at at Marpoon and and looked after by the tribal people and the missionaries there. Um, Despite that kind of um, bad press, uh, one of the reasons that the missions were set up on Cape York was because... um, Aboriginal people needed to be um, protected um, from um, pearlers who would um, kidnap them and make them um, work in the pearling industry, uh, where they, which was quite dangerous um, and shortened their lifespan. And uh, also, uh, it was a pretty wild frontier um, at that particular uh, time. And with um, uh, settlers expanding um, north, there was quite a lot of loss of Aboriginal life. So the missions did have their role in protecting Aboriginal people during that frontier experience. It's interesting that you raise this important issue that oftentimes people blame Christian mission for trampling over culture, but the motive for Christian mission in most of these circumstances is, as you say, as a protection in some way, and you highlight something very significant there with the uh, the pearlers and the kidnapping of Aboriginals uh, to work in their pearling industry. Uh, the idea of Christian mission, of course, is never to trample over people's culture, but it is always to just bring this message of reconciliation to God first and then to one another. 
Yes, and look, there have been examples where um, where, where missionaries have discouraged Aboriginal culture um, to be practised, and there's been missions where Aboriginal culture has been um, respected and worked with by the missionaries, and Arakoon's a very good example um, of that, um, of, of respect for Aboriginal culture during the mission days. Honour to you, Barbara, for being the Christian minister, the pastor, who's looking to record the history. And, of course, being there, you're an eyewitness to it. So you can actually give your account. But giving that account from a Christian perspective, a very important thing, perhaps even for future generations. Do you see it like that? Yes, I I would hope so. I, I do believe that it's important to have the story recorded for future generations. And uh, what I've been amazed at is the huge number of Mapoon descendants um, and, and, and relatives who have contacted me by um, Facebook and uh, really want to hear the story about their grandparents and um, their great-uncles and aunties and are, are very keen to, to get the book as a family history record as well. Barbara, what is your uh, whole focus on what you're trying to communicate through the recording of this memoir, this piece of history? Uh, what is it that you're trying for uh, for all Australians to appreciate about the Mapoon story? Well, I, I would really like Australians to understand our history because we can't really know who we are, where we've come from and where we're going until we have an appreciation um, of real history of our nation. And, you know, there, there have been some shameful aspects and there have been some positive aspects and we really need to accept um, both. And we really need, you know, reconciliation to be able to move forward. And Marpoon has been a wonderful reconciliation story um, in that both the church and the state government have apologised to the Mapoon people um, for what happened there. And I think that's really positive, and um, I'm glad to have been um, a part um, of that. One of the things that people would still like is to have a, uh, a church built on their land, um, but they do regularly um, worship with visiting Ministry and sometimes with people who um, are on the community and stay there for a time. You never know who's listening into a conversation like this, Barbara, and there may be listeners who want to help to re-establish that church there in Mapoon. Uh, we'll have a website in just a few moments. Uh, mm-hmm. Just though, just to talk about you for a moment, you've been married to Norman for 30 years and Norman comes from this Mapoon community. Is that the connection there? Uh, no, no. Um, Norman is from uh, the Atherton Tableland um, area, from the Durable Barbarum and uh, Tableland Adinji um, tribes. So he's not actually related to the Marpoon people. Um, however, my son, uh, by my first marriage, would have some relations in, in the Marpoon people. Okay, and uh, of course, you're white. And writing about these indigenous stories, and just to draw attention to the Aboriginal elder Burnham Burnham, who says, you may be white, but you have a black heart. 
And uh, to hear that in the right context, uh, he's making a wonderful compliment to you, isn't he? Yes, and look, he was a a very um, spiritual person himself and thought quite deeply. So it really is quite a big compliment to have that from him. And uh, I I know um, how distressed I get at times when I'm reading, even now, when I'm reading uh, newspapers and uh, reading the story about uh, what's happening with regard to Aboriginal people in Australia, uh, particularly with the uh, children and, and the, um, the youth and uh, also the high imprisonment rate, and I, I get deeply affected by that. And you've told a story that needs to be told, and I want to encourage listeners, if you want to get a hold of the book, uh, there is a website you can go to, barbara-miller-books.com. That's barbara-miller-books.com. It will also be available on Amazon. It is only a new release And uh, it's the fourth book that Barbara has written, and you might like to take advantage of the opportunity to read that, and especially for people who are in North Queensland and interested in some of the history that's gone on over the previous decades. It's called White Woman, Black Heart, Journey Home to Old Marpoon, a memoir. So on Amazon or on Barbara's website, barbara-miller-books.com. Barbara Miller, just wonderful getting your thoughts and hearing your heartbeat and hearing about your latest book. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for your interest. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.